You remember, Shelley. And I said, how about this? Why don't we get together? We'll go to another place and you'll get another job. You won't mine anymore. Do you like that idea? He said, no, we don't like that idea. We love to mine. That's what we want to do. I said, if that's what you want to do, that's what you're going to do. And now, how you live in with Chaz Simmons and Mikhail Nielsen. All right. We are back here live once again in Greenwood. Folks, it's a Tuesday. Bonjour, salam, what's up? How y'all living out there? Oh, good to see you all. And we have a guest in the room today. What up, Amy? Hey, they told me that I was just going to watch. It was a bait and switch, guys. Oh my god, why you gotta be like that? (laughs) Why you gotta be like that? She's what? I feel lucky. Yo, cut it, cut it. We're doing that again. I'm just joking. She's she's watching from behind the mic, which is officially watching. So, exactly. Got to see how we do. So, how you living, uh, Mikkel? I'm living all right, man. I'm uh, I'm enjoying our mixed weather uh, stylings we've been having going on here in Seattle. It's like, let's have sun for three hours. You get ready, you go have fun, and maybe it'll rain on you. Oh yeah. And then just as you get home, you'll uh, pull up to the driveway, and it'll uh, it'll be sunny again. So. (laughs) Hashtag global warming. What's up? Right. It's yeah. It's not real. Right. That's what you mean by that. Well, if you're Scott Pruitt, it's not real. Speaking of Scott Pruitt, your opening clip was all about uh, off that climate 45, change. Forty-five, getting rid of all the regulations and stuff. Yeah, the uh, the the speech he had today, um, speaking directly about um, supposedly, according to the speech, he gave no real specifics, but that they're going to bring back uh, coal, the coal industry, full force. And uh, so, congratulations, you gave jobs to forty thousand Americans. They're going to uh, also give uh, money to. Uh, American Steel, apparently, to complete all the different oil pipelines they need to... That means the pipelines will go over budget. Yeah. American Steel? American Steel. Is that what is happening? American Steel? Yeah. um, American? Yeah. It's apparently American Steel. That's what he's saying. I mean, so far it hasn't been, but he apparently signed an order... And uh, I have a little clip later. We'll uh, we'll get a little more detail with that. Oh, okay. But uh, Chaz, I'm I'm gonna throw in the theme, but I'm not even sure if we have them. So just because of that, we're gonna do the long theme, hitting it. I'll do it. Always gotta be ready. That's right. It's callbacks time, guys. And that means we're going to review any of our previous episodes or guests or things or topics um, that we've done so far on the How You Living previous 13. That's right. So last week we talked about, you know, the America's greatest healthcare. No, wait, no, that was the wrong one. Is the America's Healthcare Act. But they didn't even put it up for a vote. Yeah. They didn't even put it up for a vote. They didn't get it. Like... You know, uh, Paul Ryan was like, we got to get this, we got to get this, we got to get this, right? But then, because we knew you were talking that bullshit. Yeah, and we knew it, and and the American people knew it, and he went on all those television shows saying the same thing over mm-hmm. and over. It's like, this is going to allow for lower deductibles, and it's like, you know why the CBO score isn't right? It's because that there's going to be three prongs, and this is only prong number one. We can't do any of the other prongs because if we actually put other repeal things, they can filibuster it. We don't want it to be filibustered. We hate Obama care because it has the name Obama in it. Yeah, and it's almost at the point now where they're they're basically now they're acting like no, we 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 kind of expected it to fail in the House because we want it to be picked up in the Senate anyway. We'll have it start there, and then we'll be able to get our house together once all of the provisions are in it from the Senate version. That's what they're saying now. Also, with the contingent knowing that if that fails, that Obamacare, according to them, will explode. 
So, but but it won't. I know that's the whole thing. It's all contingent on holding out for Democratic votes after the quote unquote explosion. I mean, that's what he also said. Well, what this explosion week. is going to happen? It, it's going to level off only because like a lot of the places now only have so under Obamacare because we this is kind of like a callback within a callback because we did we spoke about Obamacare like on some a episodes specific ago. episode yeah. before that yeah. But go ahead. And there's that provision in there, like I talked about in the last episode, where every single health exchange needs to have at least one silver and one gold plan. So they will have access to health care with Obamacare. There is no such thing in Obamacare as zero health care options on any exchange. Right, which, and, is, which is something that can happen under the other condition. Exactly. There, there's no health care exchange on the other one. Their way... Because Obamacare knows that you need to get money from healthy people to get with the sick people. Obamacare does it through um, a tax incentive, and uh, the Republicans were going to do it by a 30% premium increase for a year for not having continuous coverage. It was like... Yeah, yeah. And now um, and now there's also, I don't know if you've noticed in the media, there's been a, a turnaround where they're focusing all their energy about... Um, the taxes that this whole healthcare thing was just an attempt to see if they could get what they needed through and if they couldn't that well their main objective is to lower taxes for all Americans all that's according to them yeah that's what they're no no that, that that's what their obfuscation tells you yeah but they really just want to lower taxes on the rich yeah and i have a i can try and get into it i'll uh, i'll pull it up um a thing from bill o'reilly uh, that was both a response to the failure of the healthcare and as far as their kind of like appeal to this new tax reform okay. idealism. But uh, as far as that, I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat, man. It's it's the Paul Ryan and the failure in the House on the callback. Um, I don't think I have any others. What was our fun topic last time? Uh, I know we did the uh, the cop movies and then we did. Yeah, I don't remember what the callback was there, so I don't have anything to add to that topic or story um was it horror movies were we doing oh because the leprechaun thing yeah yeah so uh yeah horror franchises what's your uh, favorite horror franchise amy if you had to pick one i actually kind of hate horror okay so like <laughs> for instance like the scary movie franchise would you pick that can you even watch those nope mm -mm. i'm a total wuss like even because those ones are like parody sorry okay can't do it okay so in uh, lieu of watching a uh, some silly uh, horror movie, what would you watch? Uh, Dave Chappelle just did a comeback show. I just saw that. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, came out of his retirement. Yeah, we watched that the other day. We watched it as we were editing last week's episode, actually. <laughs> That's right. And I definitely will say this. The first one, the one in uh, L.A., I liked. The one in Austin had was a little... It was a little like this may make me sound like a social justice warrior, but there was some like SJW, SJW. But like he had some trans jokes that were like not off color, but just like wasn't framed in the right way. They felt outdated, <laughs> and given yeah. the fact that he said he shelved it, although I think he's only shelved it for about a year when he says he shelved the the specials, um, I could see that maybe. In the just immediate aftermath of the Caitlyn Jenner episode, maybe some of his jokes had more, like, tenor then, because the world was kind of, like, just being introduced, and there was still some kind of, like... Well, well we're still, like... Stale afterthoughts. I mean, obviously, there still is. When we're, like, well, there's a concept in America where, like, when it comes to transgender people, it's always, like, there, there's always a conflation that your genitalia is the same as your gender. Right, and then they always make fun of the word cisgender, which means that you're congruent with society thinks that your gen genitalia and your gender should match with each other. And if you're trans, it doesn't. And one thing that behavioral scientists will tell you is that gender is a performance. But real talk, listeners, if you really want to know that question... Um, if you're out there, if you're gay or straight or whatever, ask yourself, would you rather have sex with a woman with a penis or a man with a vagina? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I know. What if you said neither? That's fine. Okay. <laughs> now, that's supposed to be directed at people who actually look at people sexually. Oh, okay. Right? And if somebody could be pansexual, be like, I don't care. 
Right, a hole is a hole, right? Like they could be that type of person. They are the happiest of all. That's the requirement. Is that they they use the term a hole? Is so romantic. Is a hole. I just knew you were the one for me when you said a hole is a hole. I don't know. You can cook them a steak dinner, and you can make them, you know, chicken parmesan. You can even make them like a tofu stir fry. It doesn't matter. Right, you can if it, if you're into anybody like Alan Cummings is like pansexual, so he's just into people. Right, right, like so for him, a hole is a hole. Right, like <laughs> show me a picture of this guy. I know we'll, we'll we'll do it after the the podcast for sure. We'll, we'll trade we'll trade holes. Um, yeah. Uh, well, that's interesting. You know, I mean, that was uh. I, I think that that does it for our callback segment. Um, we're definitely now live in effect into episode 14 uh, here in March. Yeah, it's March. It's about late to be March. April. Yeah, we're late March. We're coming in like a lion. It's, it's def- almost April Fool's. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, no, they're not doing it this year because they're going to go from the 30. 30- it. No, it's going to go from the 31st to the 2nd this year. No. You didn't, there's a news article. Yeah. There, everyone's going to go. Did you see that on The Onion? No. April Fool's. Yeah. I'm trying, to, <laughs> I'm trying to April Fool's you on a podcast. Right now. In March. How lame is that? I mean, it's kind of cool. In a weird way, it's very meta. And it felt it felt, it felt felt exciting and like new ground when I was doing it. But now it's, it's old hat. I'm over it. Um... Yeah, uh, but uh, we do have our friend here, and he he likes to keep an eye on people in uh, the government, and we like that segment, and we like to call it. Boo 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 bill watch. Yeah, we call it bill watch. Boo 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 bill watch. Cause it's here with our friend Chaz, and he. Boo 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 bill watch. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay, so what do we got this week, Chaz? You, so you got in, some heated information. In in this one, I wanted to talk about um the, the SJ resolution thirty four, the a joint resolution providing the congressional disapproval under Chapter eight of Title five, United States Code of the Rules submitted by the Federal Communications Commission relating to protecting the privacy of customers of broadband and other telecommunications services. And in so layman's terms, the anti-neutral internet bill. No, no freaking privacy. No, act. that's not that's not like net neutrality. Net net neutrality was okay. was more supposed to be uh, the internet is free. So what is this? Yeah, the, the um this one basically says that like whatever I look up on the internet, my internet service provider, which is Comcast, but Comcast business um they can take whatever i look at have all that aggregate data stored on their servers take that aggregate data and sell it to any individual who wants to buy it without asking my permission honestly though oh that's right okay we're all freaks and we're all terrified of this yeah so like (laughs) oh yeah we're all freaks so what what Mm -mm, none of this want this so what company's gonna come out with uh, the like burner phone that like hey man we don't you know what like it it was very interesting because I I posted this on Facebook and uh, I was watching C-SPAN today yes I watched C-SPAN <laughs> <laughs> and because I was watching the debates they were having about it but it was the typical like the, the Democrats were like you know people look up things like their medical history their finances their and they're everything, like their internet search history is like basically them. And to say that you can take that information and sell it to the highest bidder is a very big invasion of privacy. And Americans, given the fact that we're a big com- country that loves liberty, that's a big infraction on their liberty. And the Republicans were like, no, you can't have this. Their, their, their point was that there are a bunch of different uh, companies on the internet. And they didn't like that the they thought that the FCC was overreaching because they were only specifically targeting internet service providers with the inability to sell that information without uh, permission. But they were saying like edge companies like Google or Tumblr or anything that might aggregate your data or <laughs> aggregate your data in another way or your data, your data. <laughs> 
you know. I don't know what Gata is. I don't know. Is it gay data? Like gray data? Is it really fucking happy? I don't know. You're really, your gray area data you don't want them to find? I don't know, yeah. Or your gopher data. <laughs> right. Really and and they're, 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 when what I keep hearing from them is they always say it is going to stifle innovation. Their main thing is government regulations are so stiff that it will stifle regulation or, 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 or innovation, I should say. Innovation, right? So that Stifling. that is that is one because, then that one is related to some other ones. There was also that was related to it uh, was House Resolution 220, which is the joint resolution with uh, uh, Senate Resolution 34. So, but you know, to some degree, we're we're not unsafe. People just to educate themselves on what encryption stuff you can put on your computer itself. Always from the start now, because it's not it hasn't passed in the law yet. Um, and the resolution basically when they put in a resolution, a resolution basically takes a law that is current and then makes some of the nomenclature in that law invalid. And that's what this does. So and so basically your information is going to be basically to the highest bidder and whatever you've looked at up to now they've got it and they can take that and sell it to whomever but your new stuff make sure you start encrypting your data make sure you start putting the https on everything look into things that will self-encrypt your ip you can change your ip or, or your dns to a local uh google dns that makes it pub like a public one that isn't to your actual location you can get your own virtual uh, private network of your. So there are ways around it. it. It's bad, but technology is good enough that you can have work around. So there you go. Maybe not be too worried. Don't worry too much. Look for the signs, <laughs> and there'll definitely be companies and things that'll offer services to try and help you. Probably charge you a few extra bucks to do the VPN and all the extra stuff if you're kind of technically non-savvy. Of course. You know. And otherwise, you might just Chewbacca out, like that guy just did. Uh, so that's our bill watch, guys. Just for one more time. Bo -bo -bo bill watch. Good measure. Make sure. And hey, I mean, I'm saving you. You don't have to do it every week now. That's true. Although he can do it live. Check it. Bo -bo -bo bill watch. Isn't that? That wasn't even that wasn't even the recording. You see that? It seemed like it was the that recording. That was really smooth. The people who were listening are like, that was the recording. It wasn't. <laughs> he just did that, folks. Um, but yeah, so that's our, those are our segments, Amy. So our observer this week, uh, I feel like we're like the, uh, the deadliest catch crew. You know, we've got like, uh, like observers. We've got like the people filming us while we're doing our normal work. Oh yeah. We're, we're here just like towing the hope line, you know, just trying to, to get the woke message out. That's the name of the boat. The boat's the woke boat. The woke boat pulling the pulling the hope line, what catching boat? change in the sea of the world. <laughs> 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 Kiteboarding in Obama's America. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that felt a little more like South Park. <laughs> <laughs> But uh yeah man here we are we're at episode 14 um what what are your feelings Amy going forward um you're you're getting in the exciting commercial driving field uh mm -hmm. do you have any pointers for people to uh to to help be a more courteous driver to the uh the professional drivers out there do you have any advice to the 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 normal drivers uh don't be a dick don't be a dick that's a pretty good you know, life advice for most situations, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's 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 a good one. Uh okay. Uh cool. Well uh, good luck in your adventures on the road out there, folks. Uh there's gonna be a new driver. Um what Does that, let's say you got any topics for today? Anybody got stuff they want to talk about? I got stuff I always wanna talk about. Chaz but... always has stuff. And then I just eventually come up with something funny to talk about. So I think we should find out what Chaz has. What do you think, Amy? I, I always like listening to Chaz. All right. Well, let's, uh, what do you got, Chaz? Let's... All right. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about, I know, I, I know everyone hates their guts, but you know, so, you know, Tommy Laren and you know how she used to be on the blaze and she just used to like, look at the screen, oh, be in her prettiness yeah. and just yell at people right. and make, I want that job. Right. I mean, she, um, <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> 
I, I think what is the word I want or the phrase I want to call her a heritoristic uh, sophist is probably what describes her the best. Okay. And <laughs> or just a, a gorgeous mouthpiece that she doesn't saying empty words she doesn't believe. Yeah, okay. Who cashes checks? Yeah, that's Go true. Her. But she's not cashing checks anymore from the blaze. <sighs> Oh, because no. at first she was getting suspended, but then she got let go. Why? Because when it comes to abortion, she's a conservative and she's pro-choice. <laughs> yeah. Got you on that one. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So so I got one to talk about that because I have a I have a Facebook friend who will who is pronounced like kind of like the ultra super populist conservative but she's also uh chinese so it's kind of like okay weird. and <laughs> so okay okay but i got into it into a conversation with uh, a guy on there who's purely pro-life and of course i'm pro-choice and at first I really thought that the conversation boiled down to who was pro-autonomy, autonomy for the baby or autonomy for the woman. Right. Because he was really big. Like, his, his analogy was like, say if you entered a lottery, and then if you got chosen with a lottery in that person, you had to live with that person. Like, you were inexplicably connected for nine months. <laughs> and if one of you died, the other would die. And, and a like, horrible relationship this summer, right? <laughs> and, Coming to and, and I'm sitting here like I'm like you. That analogy doesn't work because like that's some weird symbiosis where you're both like like to make a reference that people probably won't get. That's like the Supreme Kai in the Gods of Destruction on Dragon Ball Super. Okay. Right. And like it's a deep cut. Someone gets it. It's a deep cut. Is there an episode number if people are looking for it? Like, it's like disc six, they, episode they, seven. They explained it at some point. You want it in the Super Saiyan series. But but in this on. case, right, it doesn't work because if an embryo, fetus, or zygote dies, the woman doesn't die automatically, right? Right. But at a certain stage in development, if the woman dies, the child dies. That's why the analogy doesn't work, right? It's, but it's also perfectly normal for women to miscarriage. Yeah, exactly. Like natural right but for him he was like and i was like what do you think about bodily autonomy because he kept trying to frame it around like what's the difference from being a human being like he was treating it as a human being and one of the things that they do like when i listen to ben shapiro or the roman millennial or other uh conservative codifiers they are really big about that it is a person right you can't tell me it is not a person i'm like really that's a little ju- disingenuous just kind right. of a period. Right. I mean, it, it's like, I, I know you believe corporations are people, and under certain stances of the law they are, but, like, it, 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 is this baby going to pay rent? Right? Can I be like, hey, yo, baby, what's good? Right? No, because its brain hasn't developed yet. Right? Its lungs haven't developed yet. Right? It, it doesn't have full autonomy for a reason. Right? And then he, he was making these arguments where he was like, what what is the difference? Development? I'm like, yes. Its brain is not fully developed. There, oh, yeah, there are plenty of, of religions where you're not a person until a hundred days after birth. Not well, even, you know, birth. Right. Not uh, even birth makes you <laughs> into yeah, a person. Yeah. No, I mean this this sort of idea, like this is the way it's always been, and this is natural. That's just some cultural moment we're having. I mean, ancient peoples from all other cultures had totally different ideas about when life started and some of it was you know a couple of months after you were literally born wow yeah yeah it is a cultural thing and that's why i mean like i, I mean honestly when I, i'm kind of with mostly anyone else where i was listening to cara santa maria whose podcast i mentioned uh, on a another episode but she was on the uh, rubin report which is a show i watch on youtube where dave rubin this kind of like uh, traditional liberal guy um, will interview people, and then she was like, liberal, <laughs> right?" And and she was like, "So are you pro-choice? Like, are you pro-choice all the way?" Is it like, "Yeah, I'm pro-choice all the way." Like, so even like one month before it's born, I'm like, "But nobody does that, right?" <laughs> or or like one one week before it's born, like nobody does that, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're bringing up a hypothetical that has no real world uh, implication or incentive. Right. So it's, it 
does happen, but it's incredibly stressful and sad, and we shouldn't penalize those people who have to make that choice. What I mean is, like, people don't abort their baby on on purpose one week before it's supposed to be born. If it has to happen, it's a horrible situation, and they don't want to be in that that is And that is different. And there was... Oh, God, where was it? I think it was maybe in Arizona where they were passing a law against abortion and... but it was at least there was some guy where he was saying, do you think there should be a special case for uh, rape and incest? And he was basically like, if it's God's will, then I don't think we should mess with God's will. Blase, blase. Next but, week, a hurricane takes out his city. We know. will rebuild. <laughs> this summer. <laughs> Let me stop. This representative had bad thoughts about abortion. This democratic liberal movie's gonna show him what's up. Right. So, like, I guess hurricane, the, tornado, airplane crash. I guess the long Apache and- attack. Oh lordy. <laughs> 3D IMAX. <laughs> representative nine months. A Seth Rogen film. <laughs> So I guess the long and short of it is I just wish they would stop framing it as a person because clearly gestation is there so it develops into a person, wow. right? And I get and, and I get the cultural thing where, like, if you're with your boo and they're pregnant and then you're like, you want to feel it kick? Oh, what are you going to name it? I'm going to name it Natasha, right? And then you already have that affinity to your unborn child. That's true. That still don't make it a person, right? It, 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 an idea. Yeah. Right. I, I get it. I get it. But... What what if your idea of a person is when it can play t-ball? Like, is that too late? Like, cause that's when I'll hang out. Like, <laughs> other than that, I'm like dropping off the presents and being like, "You guys are gonna open that, right?" Cause I think it has sharp edges. I don't know. Well, if you take uh, the Catholic religion and use their concept of the age of innocence, and when that is not a thing anymore, that is age seven. Hmm. So, oh wow, okay, Makes yeah, sense. um, wow, that was a a bit of a downer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, when we have downers, uh, we like to talk about things. And lately, I've found that we've had a lot of fun talking about TV shows. So I'm going to kind of keep us going on that since we have a new oh, guest. Now. And and she might have some, uh, some input on, uh, I mean, maybe it includes digital versions of things. Are you, do you watch, uh, do you in, take any media in? I like Netflix. Netflix, that includes, that's media. Sometimes mm-hmm. some of those shows were on television. I wouldn't know. Some of them are episodic, like television. True. Okay, so if we were going to pick a category, I'm going to go with... I like comedies. Comedic television. Oh. That's what I was going to go with. This should be your area, Mikkel. Well, it's everybody's area, I feel like. And I mean, (laughs) Chaz and I, we have an affinity for the late 80s and 90s, and sometimes we sing their theme songs because they're... Show me that smile. Show me that smile. Don't waste another minute on your crying. We're oh gonna win. Anyway, so, <laughs> so I digress. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Television shows are. <laughs> I love that we go straight to growing pains now <laughs> as a move. Before there was kind of an open bag. It was like it could be growing pains, you know. I remember it, that. It could be Three's Company. It could be. Uh, <laughs> You take the good, you take the bad. What about the things the things you guys? never had? The facts of life. The facts of life. We were listening, sorry. What was right. That? No, she said the Fresh Prince. I'm oh, from yeah. Philadelphia, so anytime I'm like, you're from Philadelphia? They're like, West Philadelphia, born and raised. I'm like, I oh. get it. Every, that was okay. every white person. You know it, don't you, Chaz? You know it. Of course he does. I know most of it. I mean, <gasps> no, no, I know I, I know the TV version. I don't know the full version. Yeah, I actually mm. don't know the album version. I only know the West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playgrounds where I spent most of my days the chilling out, nice and, and relaxing, and all cool and out, shooting zombies. Zombie ball outside of a school and a couple of guys who was up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood <laughs> my mom got ran and my mom got scared she, she said you're moving with your uncle and uncle, uncle and Bel-Air. Bel-Air. There's a little bit of mumbling. Yeah. There was so honest. much mumbling. I can't remember that. <laughs> Uncle Phil is dead. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> rest in peace. Ouch. Uncle Phil. Mr. That's Banks. 
Uh, but the other one was people would always ch- sing the Charles and Charge song to me. Oh yeah, it's, oh yeah. Charles did you guys, and Charge. Did you guys I'm see that clip on the internet where they did a really cool remake of the Carlton dance? Uh, I did not see that. So, so in Fresh Prince, Carlton was known for being this, you know. Oh yeah, we know that dance. He, he was way you into t- know, to super, Tom Jones. Super. No one with the like sweater tied around his neck and like that awkward stiff back stance right but then and then just kind of moving the hips slightly and and then then, you know like swinging (laughs) his arm around and snapping snap a lot of snapping yep sweater the sweater seems like part of the dance like i don't think i'm doing it right and i almost like you can't you can't can't be awkward without a sweater yeah and sweaters required tight dockers yeah. So yeah, some people on YouTube remade it, and it was super hilarious. Oh, there you go. Well, uh, so you mentioned that. Okay, so the Fresh Prince that and that was the NBC lineup that kind of went in tandem with one of our previous topics, which was just about um, TGIF. Oh, yeah. Did you experience TGIF? I remember that. The whole like. Full house and all that. You know, when I would go to my dad's house and I could actually watch TV, and TV. I was like, oh my god, all the TV. Right, ever. right. And right. And then, so you're one of those people who see, like, I've had friends that were like that. Like, even commercials were amazing to you, right? Amazing. Because so, they're just getting television. Yep. Yeah. I had cousins like that, too. <laughs> Yo, so on The Fresh Prince, I remember this. Uh, there was an episode where I think Hillary was getting married to that uh, Weatherman guy, or he was like a sportscaster or something. And or it was someone else, or, or maybe it was someone else. But Hillary was always getting played from somebody, right? But he, was, he she did. Was, she was a cutie. That was a storyline. He did this uh, medley of songs that I was always really into, and I found a clip of it. So. I like Tatiana Ali personally. <laughs> oh, Tatiana Ali, yeah, you can get it, Ashway, all day, Ashway, all day. <laughs> I didn't mean to make that all creepy. Like, I think she was an amazing performer. I think she should have gotten an Emmy for like supporting cast. Okay, that's what I know. Tatiana Ali, fine as shit. No, okay. she can get it. Okay. Don't be ashamed. Okay. She's a beautiful soul inside and out. Um, I'm not judging. I'm not asking you to judge. Don't judge. <laughs> you know what? When people say they're not judging, that's probably when they're judging, right? Because otherwise, people just don't say anything. Right? I was just trying to be encouraging. Awkward <laughs> silence is judgmental. We need to start. We need to start this. We need to flip. <laughs> this when people are That's judging of songs. they just Give need to say there you go here's a medley of songs Ebony and this is carlton now just just see this done by like a, a modern flash mob and how awesome that could be Michael Jackson. I also love that can Right. I wish no. the world was like that. I don't like think that. our listeners no. gotta hear any of that, y'all. <laughs> y'all had your commentary. This is the retro commentary. Any of them. They pay for the commentary. That's where the <laughs> Yeah, that's we gotta get their money's worth here. Oh wait, it's free. Okay, well good. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, Carlton was good. So that's Fresh Prince of Bel Air. We haven't even gotten any further than Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, I actually sticking kind of the NBC lineup. I, 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 they went on a run, a tear for me. Like, I mean, I loved Frasier at one point in time, mostly because the character was centered in Seattle. Hmm. You know, and living in Seattle at the time, it was kind of cool. To have your city referenced in a in a in a nationally syndicated and critically acclaimed at the time, it was oh, known yeah. it was known for its writing for several years, um, and you know all of its kind of off-brand NBC shows, and then later, of course, or at the same time, I mean, uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, I never grew up watching Seinfeld like that. Really? No. Have that... you had a chance to watch it since? Uh, bits and pieces of it. It's not really my comedy. Okay. Right. No, I feel you. Just like the Beatles really isn't my kind of music. Okay. Okay. I mean, you're not 50 years old. No, but I feel like the Beatles is one of those like staples that people are like, you gotta love the Beatles. But, you know. You have to love the Beatles. Everyone knows that. Well, I mean, uh, any other, any other good comedy or television? Is there any, what's on, what's on Netflix that you like since you, you were, you're the Netflix watcher? What's I, your last Netflix watch? I really liked Dark Mirror. I felt that it was like the Twilight Zone, oh, but modernized. Oh, Dark Mirror is that Black, jam. Not, yeah. not Black Mirror? 
Something. Oh, I think it is Black Mirror. Oh, okay. It's been a while. No, no, you're fine. No, I was just checking. So the the black the one. So yeah, because I think it's a reference to like our screens. Ah. Like I think these are the black mirrors. Hmm. That's the reference in Black Mirror. Oh, I always thought the reference was like it. It was a a bit of a darker and more sensationalized view of uh, ourselves as society. Oh, there. Uh, someone was telling me that the writer referenced it from uh from an off iPad. Oh, like, okay. Like, look at that. It's like it's okay. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, we have a bunch of black mirrors around now that we carry with us, and they like rule our lives. So that's like the through line of the show is that everybody has these black mirrors. Supposedly, I haven't watched more than an episode though. Now but they I know are no... black cameras watching us with that new bill. Whoa. <laughs> See? Look at you. Oh, my God. It's just like when you said you wouldn't be good at trivia, and then you know every question in the music <laughs> round. Yo, all I want to say is word up to the NSA. Listen to us on our microwaves. Uh-huh. And and word up to uh, getting 32 points in the music round. By the way, it's the most valuable round. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is a Geeks Who Drink reference. Uh, if you want to know where to find your Geeks Who Drink pub quizzes, go to geekswhodrink.com and look for your estate. There might be a quiz near you. All right. There you and go. they're great. <laughs> you should do it. They're so fun. They have things like questions and answers. And fun and alcohol. And fun. And it's free. And alcohol. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Kids drink free. Wait, that's weird. Wow. No, kids don't drink free. Um, you have to charge them. Um, <laughs> they don't drink. <laughs> I meant. Uh, first thing. Um. All right. Or or like speaking of Netflix shows, though there there is the thing. There is that Netflix Marvel show that's coming under a lot of scrutiny. Oh right, it's Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah. It's right. Weird. What happens when Danny Rand is flying over the Himalayas and then his plane crashes and he lives in a Tibetan monastery on? the Himalayan Mountains, and then comes back to New York City to find out shit has changed. Iron Fist. (laughs) So, have you watched Iron Fist yet, Amy? I have no idea what you guys are talking about, but Chaz is really good at those voiceovers. (laughs) He is, he is. He's going to be the new in-a-world guy. (laughs) In-a-world. I'm going to be like more the like Adam Sandler comedy. I'll be like, hey, guess who's back at it again? That's right. From Lizards 2 comes Lizards 3. <laughs> <laughs> they still be lizards. <laughs> they still be lizards. Christian Slater plays the zookeeper. Y'all fucking can't. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, how, that's how I roll. <laughs> Adam Slandler does seven voices. All of them lizards. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, but I know I I think there's still some of the backlash from uh, when they were first doing the casting and they were like Marvel man you should have made him Asian why did you make him Asian and then of Ooh. course he's white in the comics and everything like that but they're like who cares that you stick with the comics man you don't have to stick with the comics you can make him Asian right so and it's being released at the same time as Great Wall is in theaters which is the what? whole mm-hmm. What's the issue with making them Asian? Is it about uh, whitewashing? Yeah, pretty much. It's about representation and cultural appropriation. That's like a fair complaint. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, no. I totally understand where they're coming from. and that, But I feel... In the, I don't... Actually, I haven't read a lot of reviews on it. But I watched it, and I liked it. I say I liked it, but I give it a 6 out of 10. Huh. It, 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 that sounds weird, but like I will like bad things. <laughs> And it, it it'll like I kind of liked some of the fight scenes. My biggest disappointment with, about it, spoiler alert, uh, maybe fast forward like a minute or two so you don't get spoiled if you want to watch it. From Iron Fist, Iron Fist spoiler alert. <laughs> right. Um, Hit the button four times. <laughs> Whoa, that's the button. So there was so his dad, Danny's dad, had a business partner, and Danny's dad died when their plane had crashed and everything. So he came back to New York, and we found out that his dad is working with the hand. So I kind of thought that there was going to be a bigger battle between Danny and this kind of uh, pseudo-father figure that was kind of the father figure of his best friends that he grew up with and everything. And, and, 
And then the final battle reminded me of the final battle of Spider-Man versus the Lizard in uh, Spider-Man 1. And because it took place on a roof, but he he did hinder Danny's hand that gives him this kind of chi glow. But I kind of thought, like, with all the training they showed him doing, like, punching, punching bags and everything, I thought he was just going to be a brawler and just, like, mollywob him or something. I thought it was going to be more like he was going to be more like a torter force that he had to use. That he was going to try all his regular martial arts stuff, but he was just like, the fuck is that? Right? Yeah. So it was disappointing in that degree. But certain martial arts showcases within the show were okay. They kind of tried to borrow a little bit from Daredevil with um how they did some of the what is it? And this is the all scenes? Marvel's Iron Fist. So this is tying into the entire Avengers world and all that. Or what's the timeline on this show? It it does apply to the Avengers world, but because in the in sort of the hierarchy of the company. The TV side of things is separate from the movie side of things, so don't expect them to reference each other, but never be directly connected for a good little bit. Mm. But they are doing a Netflix team up called The Defenders, and I honestly give Iron Fist a little bit of a pass because I'm really happy about the uh... Bicycle. <laughs> Bicycle Bell. That makes sense. You're happy. And I'm really happy that the Defenders are all going to be together, and hopefully they'll play off each other well, and I'm looking forward to that series overall. So, uh, speaking of, like, Asian appropriation and all, uh, when is Scarlett Johansson and Ghost of the Shell going to come up? When's that coming out? Yeah, that is, uh, I've only seen it on the, uh, I've only seen it on the the trailer stuff, like the advertisements. I haven't. I think it comes out this weekend. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it does look interesting. I've had the uh, the original like VHS version of the anime, and it like uh, it, it you can't even really watch it. It's been watched so many times, so I'm gonna have to get like a digital copy eventually. So that's the situation. Did you uh, do you see more than just the trailer so far for the? Yeah, I've seen a little bit of the trailer. I don't know if they've released more than just the one where she's like jumping out and breaking out of the shell and everything. Uh, I don't know. I mean, what I've seen from it is trying to like stylistically look like uh, the original. And that was definitely another thing that got a lot of criticisms on like, we're the American. I, yeah, I don't know what the, uh, the references to her uh, going... Like where where her like history is or what her origin is. So I was trying to uh, get that from you, I guess. Um, so that's kind of the 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 hubaloo right now. It's also another situation of whitewashing, supposedly to some people. Yeah, there's a lot of we we can go into that because Netflix. Speaking of which, bringing it back, um, they're doing a a remake or a reimagining of Death Note, but in Seattle. Right, so that's another like whitewashing thing that they're doing. I don't even know what is the what's the original situation. Japanese. Uh, so that one from I heard from my friends because I've watched Death Note, but I didn't really get a lot of the implications that they were talking about. Because the original Death Note, um, there is a guy who gets a note that is the Death Note, and he's able to write any name in it, and when he writes that name in it, they die. But the whole point of it was that he was doing some vigilante justice thing, but at the same time, it was also a social commentary about how the police were in Japan itself and everything like that. So they're saying that making it into an American show taking place in Seattle and having a white kid, you kind of lose that cultural diversity and that kind of cultural storytelling Right. That it did, but there was a live-action Japanese one, and I think there there is definitely um, on one half of our society special treatment that is given to say where you can take something that is probably from more Caucasian cultures and reimagine it for minorities, but doing the inverse is wrong because there's too much of that there already. Huh. Uh, but you're still. I pro- agree. You definitely still want to go see it, both of you. Would you say? I'm gonna watch it. Does no. It looks. It. it looks visually. <laughs> also, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I'm pro. Pro her. 
She was on uh, Fallon with uh, Michael Shea to the, yes last night, and Michael Shea posted a thing. They were playing a game on about VR, and it was like it was like what Michael Shea and Scarlett Johansson in the same place. Like that would be like the episode I'd want us to get invited to. And then yes. we could be playing VR with Jimmy Fallon. Oh Shea, my God! And VR Joe. guys, VR so cool they'll be like i mean the roots we could we could sub in with the roots we'll, we'll get them to play the growing pains theme oh like, uh, yeah oh shit see, yo we've already got our appearance fallon man so. if i would go on fallon someone would be like oh i see you have a uh, black power fist oh yeah oh you gotta throw like quest love has anybody ever told you you look like quest love and i'm like motherfucker just because we have a fro wear glasses and black doesn't mean we look like each other there you go. And then you, <laughs> you guys could have that moment without even saying it. You would just look at each other, nod at- slightly, and then he would tune the mic and you would just start into Growing Pains. He would know already that you were going to do Growing Pains. Right. Too. The funny thing is, Because that's Quest Love. Like, he just right? knows. And we're both from Philadelphia, too. Oh, so snap, people see? people do that. They're just like, you remind me of Quest Love. I'll be like, okay. I would let that slide, yeah. Yeah. You should just find some embarrassing celebrity celebrity that they vaguely resemble and just embarrass them. Be like, you look like that person from the 90s that had a one-hit wonder. <laughs> All that right. random white person. I, I mean, I, at least I got an upgrade because when I was younger, <laughs> I was like, you look like Steve Urkel. And I'm just like, oh. Oh, no. Uh, Although he eventually becomes Stefan and he gets like a time travel thing. So that's like pretty cool. Yeah, it was not like I got LASIK up in this bitch, right? Like, I actually <laughs> need glasses. Right, and I'm actually into like nerdy things, right? So I was more mad that nerdiness was pejorative. Yeah, Jaleel White's like, I could have got a basketball scholarship. No, no, no. (laughs) He probably was more athletic than the character. But he was on that new sci-fi show, Blackout, so... hey yo. That's a good tie-in. See, this is a tie-in from Family Matters, which is a comedy television show, to our sci-fi discussion. What is the show that he's on now? Uh, so he's the host of this show. It's a it's a game reality show where basically they put contestants into these scary situations, and basically the people who last the longest or survive the best end up winning in the end. I forget the nuance of it all, but uh, that sounds pretty much like it. Yeah. Okay. What's it called again? I think it's called Blackout. And it's on what network? Uh, Sci-Fi. Okay, and he's the With host. the S-Y-F-Y instead of S-C-I-F-I. When I had TV, I watched it all the time. There you go. Oh, so since the like blackout of your own life of television, <laughs> you eventually gained television in your own accord uh, at well, some point. I, I had TV, and then I moved to Asia, and then none of the TV was to my liking, and I saw it on the internet and i was like hey this is cheaper let's just keep doing this there you go and abandon it i've recently gone to um because i had a old television i was using for a nintendo and i went and got um the the converter box and the antenna so Mm -hmm. i've been watching the free over the air channels which here in seattle are surprisingly clear like i get like 20 of the channels freaking clear remember when you didn't need that converter box you could just put on the rabbit ears and watch tv i mean i'm still using rabbit ears to adjust the <laughs> signal but um i know what you mean at the same time it is a when it comes in clear it is a clearer picture mm. and the sound is a more fuller sound if you have like a stereo of any mm. form but yeah that's it i do remember that and i do miss that it was such a like provided signal that you could get smaller and smaller devices eventually people had like handheld tvs towards the end of the run and that was kind of cool but i mean i guess we pretty much do now as well with the uh the youtubes have you seen the youtubes they're pretty amazing it's pretty amazing i've finally caught up to the youtube there are so many talented cats you should show me all of the cat videos there are literally we could start with one <laughs> and we would never see them all because by the time we got to what was near the end there would already be provided new cat videos oh my god cats are amazing creatures honestly but youtube has so much more than just cats <laughs> dogs there's dog videos wait a minute listen i'm hearing i'm hearing <laughs> ad dollars this is the greatest youtube app ever what do you mean they have more than cats <laughs> that's do, a good tagline do they have annoying people watching themselves watch videos of other people doing things and reacting to them i mean they have that too but i mean youtube is an interesting like media platform because i i follow anybody from people who play video games and do commentary for it to anybody who does in-depth reviews of 
characters in popular media to people who use uh, popular media as a springboard to discuss philosophy to shows that actually want to teach you about how the world works to just people ranting at the TV screen and telling you what their ideologies are and how they view the world based on their ideologies based on a certain subject matter like YouTube's weird for those explanation videos there's definitely kind of a style now that's like hey what are you out there? Listen, let's do this. All right. It's like this real, like, amped up, no matter what they're doing. Like, if it's this woman and she's, like, talking about sex, or if it's a guy and he's talking about, like, fixing a blender, it's always just like, this is how you're going to do it. Listen, it's a little tricky here. These five screws aren't even normal. This is going to be a foreign driver. And, like, they're just, like, way too... Why did you choose the blender explanation? Mm, the sex explanation is what I wonder. Because there are, they exist. Like, Certain people there's lazy green. Listen, there is, and then there's the famous one where she's like, "Yeah, I, I think she came from a Mormon family, and and she has like this." I'm gonna look this up later. Yeah, and she she's now out on her own and in her mid twenties, and she's like determined to like deliver the appropriate message because she thinks she didn't get a lot of information growing up and got in her mind misinformation. And so she provides. So I've seen that. That's why I that was the example in my head. But I'm like, if I describe that, it's kind of crass and it's lowbrow. And I'm definitely good at that. But you know, when when women are present, we we raise the bar a little higher here. All right, the, you're, you're gonna write me down the URL later. I know, right? <laughs> oh, I've got the URL. Okay. So, whoa, guys. Oh, whoa. It's a URL, yeah, URL for a sex tip video on YouTube from a Mormon girl. Okay. Exciting. There we go. But yeah, I mean, that's YouTube. And I think YouTube is one of those things <laughs> where what I like to use YouTube for is if I want to learn how to cook something that I don't know, I type it into YouTube and I can watch like five videos of people being like, I'm going to teach you how to make shepherd's pie and or I'm going to teach you how to make fried chicken or I'm going to teach you how to make boule base, right? Like for the, for the record, there was a 60 minutes piece on her. I guess I should probably <laughs> like I didn't like go look up sex videos like now I'm starting Wait, to like question. combine that with fried yeah, chicken. It would the, be the ultimate. There was an, a 60 minutes piece that came out about in like January or February that was yeah. about um, using the new media. And this like kind of it was basically about millennials taking advantage on it. But, yeah, of course. I yeah. mean, if the Internet like if the Internet at this capacity existed when I was like 13 Holy shit. and I could type in where do I put my penis when I have sex like <laughs> That would be a lifesaver because, like, when you're awkward, you want to go to your parents like, yo, real talk, why does my dick get hard? Like, you, you don't even know how to say to your parents. Those are awkward conversations yeah. with friends. And, and Jeeves, right? Jeeves wouldn't give you the right answer back in the day. Yeah, and he would take forever to give me the answer. And he would the just straight be like, dope? Yeah, it just would be wrong. Right, now you have, like, you, know, like, you don't even need sex ed classes anymore. You can just look it up on the internet. That's Porn sites are doing it now, sex ed. That's going to be our next podcast. Oh, right. <laughs> sex ed. As soon as we get you learned to, to get close enough to the mic, we're going to get you on the on the sex podcast tip. <laughs> and that's when we're going to get the ad dollars. Right, and exactly. Gonna, and then we're going to subtly rope those ad dollars in over here to our highbrow How You Live In podcast. Exactly. McCall and Chaz tell you how to find the clitoris. Super highbrow. <laughs> the third episode, we discuss Full House for about 30 minutes. So we're, we're of the highest order, folks. I think this has been the most like tangential conversation we've had on this podcast i think so i think so <laughs> do you have anything you have some stuff you wanted to talk about i mean about. i'll play i'll play the one clip i had because it's getting to the end of the show and uh um it's the shortest one so we'll play it but it's it's an interesting statement by trump about this uh finishing and completing of the dakota pipeline and his discovery of the foreign made pipes that were being used for the project previously and uh this is that when I was signing the pipeline deals, I'm all signing. I've got them done. And I said, folks, where do we get the steel? And they said, I think it's from foreign lands. I said, no good. Who makes it? Who makes those beautiful pipes for the pipeline? So they're made outside of this country. I said, no more, no more. So we added a little clause. Didn't take much. That you want to build pipelines in this country? You're going to buy your steel, and you're going to have it fabricated here. Makes sense, right? Doesn't it make sense, Bob? Huh? 
think so. He knows. Call back to the fact that, uh, and I did mention it in the beginning, so it is a call back to that. Uh, Trump wants to, uh, add, he added it into the bill. So the money now won't go into the pipeline unless they're using American steel. I thought that he just changed that and they're not using American steel. They're using Russian steel. Oh, so maybe that's even like more because I, I th- that that is why I was doing the questioning tone American Steel earlier because I heard that he actually accepted know, it, okay. walked back on that statement that they were going to be using foreign steel for the pipeline. So we will have to do a callback on this callback <laughs> heavy uh, clip portion that I just uh, got edited by my my own tablet. But um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll look into that and find out. But yeah, what it, basically what the clip was saying was that in the speech that he gave yesterday, he was mentioning that he he signed it into the order. He may still be saying that because he is known for saying things that aren't exactly. Yeah, he actually true. said that. Well, in the thing he did today when Scott Pruitt was basically saying, because now that I know that I don't. Yeah, there are some Republicans who are basically the small government ones, and everything that they're doing now is basically for uh, the idea of small government, and they and they keep framing everything they're doing under this because Scott Pruitt is like like all these regulations allowed for people not to work. We want to we we don't. And the thing that Scott Pruitt said, um, maybe I, sh- I should find it or something, but he he was saying that the government shouldn't be picking winners and losers. And they really hated the fact that uh, the government was giving subsidies to uh, things like renewable energy, um, and then but had all these regulations that was like closing down mines and stuff. So it wasn't allowing like coal workers and stuff to work. And they were citing West Virginia. And West Virginia, if you guys listen to an episode of uh, what's that show called? Freakonomics Radio. Okay. Uh, they did an episode where they talked to a per- college professor who worked at the University of West Virginia and was doing a lot of research against coal, basically saying, like, these are the things that coal mining does. Expe- um, it was like mountaintop blasting where they would blast the top of a mountain in order to get coal out of it. And what the not necessarily the environmental effects were, but the health effects were for those working in around it. And he actually went to Congress, and the Congress people were very, very skeptical of him. And they really tried to refute his statements with really bad arguments, too. But it was very typical Republican arguments. And, and like, this one guy used uh, the appeal to authority fallacy. He was like, I am a doctor, and I know when I read a bad study. And this one saying that there is health issues by doing this is a bad study. So, people watching, this is why you should think this is a bad study. And I'm just like, people would believe that, though. Like, that that reasoning works for people. Well, people are stupid. Well, uh, Chaz, we're actually uh, hitting our, our regulation amount of time for the FCC, as they are a regulatory body. They're not. We're on the internet. Um, but Which is n- now regulated. Yeah, not not. It's uh, been deregulated. Yeah. Um. So it's your grow your brain segment, man. Heading us out. If there's anything you want to give the people to help them, help us, help ourselves, help everybody else. Um. You know what? If I haven't said it already, you guys should uh check out Vox's YouTube channel since we're talking about YouTube. They also do very good. Like Vox itself is just a really good uh intellectual liberal resource. Uh, their podcast, The Weeds, talks about uh different policies and stuff. Ezra Klein will interview different interesting people every week. Uh, I listen to Tahasi Coates, and uh, that was a very interesting thing about him talking about his dad being in the Black Panthers and actually being uh, targeted by the FBI back in the 60s when they were a big thing. Uh, their videos on YouTube do a lot of things to explain kind of a lot of cultural concepts and uh, just goings on in the world and is really good for like edifying you about different things. So I'm a fan of Vox. Vox, shout out to you. Vox up. And I'll say Viceland.com. Check out the free episodes of everything. Watch Desus and Mero and get a subscription if you've got it. Um, it's a great uh, way to kind of get caught up on the world and a pretty independent media source as, as best it can with the billions of dollars they have. Um, so that's my shout out. 
Um, our guest, um, thank you once again to Amy for coming. Uh, we appreciate your time. Um, look for you on the roads and highways, driving safely and not being a dick around you, correct? That is an important life lesson. That don't is, be a dick. Don't be a dick. And what did you think of your observation of us so far? It's been fun. Are we going to get our, li- we're going to get our license? Yep. We're going to be all right. All right. So uh, we passed the test, man, as uh, unexpected as that is. Right. Do you, do you have a uh, call-out song? I got one. Um, do you got something? Uh, maybe. You can play yours. Go All for right. it. All right. Well, we'll see where it's at. Uh, everybody, you can get at me at Seatown Mayor because I'm your local coastal municipality helper guy. And as always, Chaz. Um, always remember to send me some bills if you want me to watch out for. Or text me at CRSII and put the hashtag BillWatch. And we'll do it. And then link me to Congress or uh, I forget that other, the Federal re- um, Review and has all the bills on there too. And so we can talk about it and have our listenership know more about it. And there's a new link to our Twitters on the HowYouLiveIn.com page. So check that out. Thanks again, Amy, and to all our listeners. Thanks, Chaz. Thank you, Mikkel. See you next week. Take care, guys. Peace. Talking OG. Yeah. Rest in peace to Pop, he was an OG.